Now out of the rumor mill, we do got some quick news here. Even Ding. when Alex isn't on the damn podcast, we still have to talk <laughs> about Max. I mean, he left it in there, so I mean, we knew it's going to happen, but there has been a leak that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming to Game Pass for everybody who has Game Pass and still hasn't bought this game or even touched the Mass Effect series. Hey, if you got Game Pass, you can now play it for free. Look at you, me. John. That's me. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Lighthearted Gaming. As you can tell, we do not have Alex this week. It is just myself here to be running host show for once, not on cameras. Now, I don't got to press a bunch of buttons, but I do have with me John this week. What's going on, John? Hello. It's going pretty good. Uh, you ready to yeah. run this, see how we run out without Alex for once? Yeah, we can, we'll just run through it. All right. It'll, it'll be great. No, no confusion at all. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, as I said, this is gonna be episode sixty-seven without Alex. Just gonna run with it. Um, do want to mention with the end of the year coming up, we're gonna be finishing up the year with episode sixty-nine, and we are gonna have a little special surprise for people coming up episode sixty-nine. So be expecting that here at the end of the year. Whenever we do that, uh, do hit up all of our socials at Lighthearted Gamers at Twitter. We also have our at Animan Plus for anime at a terrible football show, and of course. Whenever we do another one, talking about movies and stuff, whenever that comes out. Hey, we got a couple of them. We got a couple of them done this, this weekend. Oh, did y'all? Okay, I know Alex told me that, but I wasn't sure if y'all actually got time to do it or not. Yeah, we we just, we just ran with it, so those will be coming out sometime. Yeah, sometime in the near future, hopefully, before the end of the year. I do want to shout out Andy, our Tier 1 patron. And if anyone wants to feel nice, finds an extra couple dollars behind your couch, you can help us out at patreon.com slash sparky3. And then one last thing to mention is that come Thursday, uh, we are going to be doing our light, our Lighthearted Gamers Game Awards stream on Thursday for that and have fun with that. John, me, hopefully Alex will be back for that. We'll see. Plus a couple other special guests that are going to be coming in throughout the show. And we are planning on starting our stream on YouTube at 6.30 that day, Central Standard Time. So if you want to come check us out, you can do that at youtube.com slash sparky3. But with all that said, I'm going to go right into it. We've got a couple things. You got anything from this week? John, you want to mention anything you saw? Uh, for me personally, it's been a bit of a quiet week this week. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've mostly just been stuck on TFT for the most part. Yeah. Pretty much been my, uh, my last week or so. That's about where I've been. Um, a couple little other things I've seen. Did, have you seen any things on the Dragon Ball uh, Z Time Raiders? I haven't looked into that at all. Yeah, because I don't know if you did, but I tried to sign up for that beta thing, and um, it's been going this week. People have been playing. I've seen a couple things pop up for it. No, that's that's one of those ones that I, I think when I looked at it initially, I was like, okay, cool concept. I might stay away from this one. See, I did look into it because they did actually um, release a mechanics video. And pretty much it is the Raider, which is Cell, Freezer, Abu, starts at level one. And they have to go around killing either players or NPC civilians to gain XP to evolve. And more or less each evolution, they have different skills. 
like it mostly showed off cells. So he starts out as his little like insect larva form, eventually going into perfect cell. So the new evolve. Yes, <laughs> pretty much actually. <laughs> then you have your raiders or not raiders, uh, survivors who are just literally running around a map trying to find keys to summon a time capsule to take them all back and fix the time fluctuation created by the raider. Sure. Yeah. And it's a whole thing of where as the raider evolves, they get to blow up a section of the map. So a section just disappears every time the raider evolves. And then even the time machine, they can, the survivors have to defend it from the raider who can destroy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely seems more up your alley. Yeah, it definitely is. And then there's a whole weird thing where you can find the Dragon Balls and some Shinron to make you either... Because there's a... I forget what it's called at the moment, but more or less survivors can find dragon power, which allows them to turn into a Saiyan. And it's really funny because it's literally one of the Saiyan's bodies. I think it's either Piccolo, Goku, or Vegeta, just with the generic civilian's face on the body. <laughs> this is like, it sounds like four different games in one. It really is. And it's just so ridiculous that I'm just like, this is might be absolute trash, but it'll be entertaining at least for like one or two times. <laughs> Only hearing your description here, this, I, I couldn't have told you what type of game this was supposed to be. <laughs> it's honestly, um, reminds me a lot of uh, Death Garden, which was the second game done by the team that did Dead by Daylight. It's a lot more like that where, and the game's unfortunately shut down now because they couldn't get a following for it. More or less, there was a killer and then survivors. Survivors could sort of defend themselves versus these killers, and the killers just were hunted them down in an arena-esque thing. It reminds me of that. I don't know if you ever looked into it or not. I honestly didn't know that was a game until you just mentioned it. Yeah, a lot of people missed it. Really could have been fun, but oh well. It's dead now. Can't do much about that. But uh, we do have a couple things in the room real this week. Speaking of multiplayer games, the Resident Evil Outrage has reported to be possibly canceled. And that was that Resident Evil multiplayer game we got heard about like a year and a half ago. Do you even remember anything about that? I vaguely remember it, and... I mean, I'm sure there's people who are disappointed to hear that. But, I don't know, Resident Evil and multiplayer doesn't really go together, at least in my mind. Yeah, because the only big one they had was Raccoon City Umbrella, and nobody really liked that. Yeah, it's like, it. it's something that's, it's one of them things that sounds good, and then when something comes along that tries it, everybody's like, okay, maybe this wasn't what we actually wanted. This isn't what Resident Evil now. <laughs> um, but one thing I am sort of hyped that I hope actually comes out of the rumor here is Bioshock 4 news, of all things, because I need a new Bioshock game after freaking Freedom City in the Sky. But so, supposedly rumored Bioshock 4 setting and time is going to be potentially in the 1960s era in an antarctica s city. So, I mean, I'd be very curious about that because we've been under the sea, Atlantis, and then pretty much Olympus. I think that's actually what was called in uh, the third one. I can't remember. It's been so long since I played. So now going to an ice city would be interesting for me, at least. I'd be also yeah, curious what kind of plasmids they'd use. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see people like, 
Bioshock fans being excited, not only for a new new game, but just different setting in general. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played any of the Bioshock games. It's it's one of those that's on my list. Like I have at least the first two games. I mean, the trilogy I believe is on the Game Pass. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if it's not, I have the first two games on Steam that I don't know when I picked up, but they're there. I just haven't ever sat down to actually play them yet. Dang. Then, so speaking of the Game Awards earlier, we did actually have a rumor of puzzle lineups and leaks of games that are going to be shown at the Game Awards. So far, what's been supposedly rumored is Hollow Knight, Silk Song, King of Fighters 15, Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered, Wolf Among Us 2, Bayonetta 3, or no, wait. yeah, no, that'd be Bayonetta 3, Hellblade 2, Slime Rancher 2, Hogwarts Legacy finally again, maybe. Another Last of Us Remastered, because we need another one of those. Resident Evil 8 DLC, Project 007, Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, Bioshock News, Sly Cooper, and Avowed. And apparently Jeff Grubb has actually come out and has said, saying it is likely Avowed and Hellblade 2 will be there for sure. So there is a policy for the rest of this list showing up or being there somewhere in f- some form of fashion at the Game Awards, which I'd be very curious to see. The only downside I have to this is that still no Fable news. I need Fable, man. Uh, there, We might hear about that again at some point. That also might just be something that they said, and then they're like, oh, shit, now we have to make it. They killed my Fable Legends right before it was going into open beta. Screw you, Microsoft Studios. I love you guys, but you fucked up there. Honestly... Of of the list that you just went through, for some reason, the one that sticks out to me is Wolf Among Us 2. See, I saw that too, and I was just like, why it's is this o- coming out all of a sudden? It, it's the only thing that I look at, and I'm like, that's that's the odd one out here. Everything else, everything else at least would make some sense. Like, we know these games are coming. Mm-hmm. We're just waiting on, we're waiting on the, the official announcements, or we're waiting for the next bit of information about it. Yeah, it, I don't... That one really confused me, too, because I was like... I saw this and was like, isn't Telltale dead? <laughs> I thought they ran their course. Yeah, I thought I thought these style games were pretty much gone other than uh, the Life is Strange. Yeah. But, I mean, we only got a couple days from now, so we'll f- find out how correct this list is, and maybe we'll see a couple things pop up on Twitter and whatnot before then. Yeah. Um... Now, out of the rumor mill, we do got some quick news here. Even and, when Alex isn't on the damn podcast, we still have to talk <laughs> about Mass Effect. I mean, he left it in there, so, I mean, we knew it's going to happen, but there has been a leak that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming to Game Pass for everybody who has Game Pass and still hasn't bought this game or even touched the Mass Effect series. Hey, if you got Game Pass, you can now play it for free. Look at you, John. <laughs> That's me. No, I had seen this. I had seen the the rumor of this uh, like a month or two ago that it was coming out. So I was I was almost convinced to buy it uh, around Black Friday because there were some good deals on it. But I was like, I don't want to buy it, and then the announcement immediately come out that it's coming to Game Pass. Save so, twenty bucks. <laughs> so um, maybe I'll finally play it. I highly doubt it. With how things are going, I mean, TFT is really good right now. It is. I just played a game before we started. <laughs> but one thing on here in our quick news that you might finally be able to pick up, 
John, is Digimon Survive has apparently been rated by the ESRB. It's the first information we've got on this game other than delays in, like, two years now. We got an initial delay on it, and then it's been fucking silent. Yeah. Because what, it's been delayed, like, three times? Well, they delayed it... They delayed it for sure once, and then it's one of those where the delay, it just got taken off of the list of games that were supposed to be coming out uh, after they delayed it initially, and then it's just been silent. Dang. Okay, so it's been rated now. Maybe we'll finally see something in 2022. Yeah, I was, I was looking at it. I, as soon as I saw that, I started looking it up. It looks like it's it's been rated T for teen, which is kind of expected. It's a Digimon. But yeah, it's a, it's a Digimon game. I mean, it's you're not going to get anything more than teen. Yeah. But I'm just glad to hear that there's some news for it. But something else that is actually coming out in 2022 again is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim is coming to Switch in April 12th, which is... A nice story game that I enjoy, and Alex picked up for Black Friday, and he's enjoyed. So I'm just watching it because I like seeing this game go out more pro- platforms. But besides that, some fun controversy what happened this week, which is complete dirtbag stuff. Take-Two sent trademark claim to Hazelight because of it. Take-Two forcing Hazelight to abandon any ownership of the game's name. Yeah, Alex told me about this Uh when we were recording, uh, talking about movies and stuff, he just kind of tossed it out there, and I was like, "Like this might be the scummiest news I've heard in a while. Yeah, I joke about Take 2 doing offhanded things at Game Awards and things like that, E3 and whatnot, but this is pretty scummy. Yeah, this... It's... It is scummy, but I think... I think the word I would probably use is it's more petty than anything. Yeah, I think that probably fit it better just because of the whole situation because there's honestly really no reason for him to do it. <laughs> no, this this is just... this. They're looking at it going, oh, this game's popular and it kind of has a name or it has the same words that we have. So if we can... If we can fuck this over somehow, we might as well. And snag it, yeah. I mean, hopefully Take-Two doesn't end up taking that over and the other, our other company can keep it and Take-Two just gets sort of shat on for this one. Um, so I don't know what's up, been what, up with this year, John, but apparently this year's the year for random updates for old games. A couple of weeks ago we had Lord of the Rings update. Now we got Kingdoms of Amalar getting a random expansion. After almost a decade of the game being out and even getting a remaster, yeah, I from I looked into this a little bit and it looked like the the expansion is one that they, I believe, initially wanted to do, but didn't really have the funding for or anything. But then when when it uh, when it was picked up and the remaster was announced, they were kind of just given the green light, like, hey, if you wanted to do it, go ahead, go ahead and work on it. Yeah, because I remember this when the game originally came out back on 360 uh, PS3 era, that there was a supposed DLC and it just never came out, which the DLC is called Fate Sworn, and it's supposed to come out here this next week on December 14th. Um, so, I mean, I'll be curious to see how it comes out. I'm a big fan of Amalar. Enjoyed it during its original release. Played it again during its remaster. It was still very fun for me. 
Yeah, I've never I've never made it through the game mostly because like I'll start it up and then I usually end up starting it up right when like a big game I've been waiting on comes out or like a uh like something I've been waiting on kind of drops and then I immediately shelve it. Yeah, Kingdom of Amalur. It's a fun game, but it's definitely not one of those uh ones I feel like I always had to play. If there's something else I'd set aside and can pick Amlar back up just whenever because it's a fairly easy jump in and jump out game. Yeah, it's just it's that everybody has that game that's like you keep trying to play it, but something else takes its place. Yeah, and I think that one's been it for me. <laughs> well, something else that's coming out soon that a lot of people can try and pick up if they've never had a chance to start it on Nintendo Switch Online. First update to their sixty four catalogs coming of Paper Mario, the original Paper Mario for sixty four will be on Nintendo Switch Online come December 9th, or December 10th, actually. Well, nice to see that they're uh, they're starting to release the game, some of the games they've, uh, they've talked about in a timely manner, at least. Yeah, honestly, it is a pretty quick turnover. But they did say Paper Mario, and I think a couple others that were going to be pretty quick. Be just curious to see if they are going to continue to just release one at a time or if we'll get any sort of batches later on? I think for the initial ones, like the ones that they had already said, like these ones will be coming. I think those are going to be like one at a time drops. And then we'll just end, we'll probably end up with a random Nintendo Direct that drops like 10 games or something. It's probably something like that. But something else that is dropping here in this next week for Unite which I don't think any of us have touched in a couple but in a week or so. Uh, Serena will be added to the roster come December 9th for anyone who's a Gen 7 fan of Grass Pokemon. I had never heard of this Pokemon before, and I looked up with Alex, and all I said was, that's just a higher evolution Garnivore, isn't it? Well, the, I've only, like, I had seen Serena before, never really thought anything of her. The the fun thing is, is isn't Serena gonna be an all rounder too? I believe so. Yeah, that not what I initially uh, pictured when they when the announcement had come out that they were gonna be uh, releasing Serena. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe like attacker, like sort of yeah, default attacker. If you don't know what it's gonna <laughs> be, it's like attacker. It's like maybe something like uh, support or something like you could any any like grass type you can throw as a support for the yeah. most part. But I was like, hey, it'll it'll be interesting. It's like it's at least an adding to the small pool of all rounders. Yeah, finally see yeah. a new one after almost half a year of the game being out. Yeah. But here's an interesting thing that came out this year. So people still having difficulties buying. PlayStation 5 and Xbox One Series X's or Series S. I've got my consoles confused. But the new Xbox. Um, so in the U.S., there's currently a bill being pushed out, signed into law, that'll make bots targeting game consoles illegal to use, being donned the Shopping Grinch Bots Act. And I find this funny because, first off, the Senate's taking notice of how bad pain in the ass it is to buy consoles in the over in the West and probably just anywhere. But uh, from the little quote that was said, the senator who was proposing the bill said that 
I need everyone else to join me. So hardworking families can get a hold of these consoles for their families and kids. <laughs> and all I could think of in the back of my head was, so this guy got screwed over by bots, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this guy tried to buy one and it did not work out. Funny, funny thing about the, uh, this being mentioned. I actually know someone who had a, had a family member get like, I think it was a, a PS, a PS five bought it from a scalper and paid way too much money for it. Oof. Yeah, no, that's not great to hear at all. But I mean, honestly, I mean, I joke about it, but this is actually a good act for us over here in the U S at least. Maybe here in the next year we'll get a chance to buy one easier rather than having to freaking night stock Twitter for restocks and stuff like that. Yeah, it'll it'll be nice to to try to find one from somebody and not see a price tag of fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars for these consoles. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm super happy this generation hasn't been a straight push into next generation. Yeah, well. It's like you said. It is nice to see that the like this problem is being acknowledged in some way by people that can make the change. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a matter matter of seeing if they actually will and enforce it. Yeah. But some other news that's come out is CD product red details. The Witcher Three for next gen is on track for quarter two in twenty twenty two. For everyone that wants to. See Witcher 3 in that nice 5K consoles, supposedly 5K screens or whatever. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 expansion still in development. That's great, considering we're going to see stuff for it. Hopefully it's not as tarnished as what we got. Also, next-gen and major updates for all platforms on track for quarter one for Cyberpunk. I'm not happy about that statement, but hey, Cyberpunk. Plans to introduce multiplayer for the Cyberpunk and Witcher franchises gradually and studio expansion plus expertly work on new projects. I'm not sure how I feel about the multiplayer part. I mean, Cyberpunk, I, I could see it. Witcher, no, I'm not so keen on. Okay, even Cyberpunk, I don't really see it. That's These are two games that are that don't seem like they would really fit in a multiplayer, like a multiplayer environment that or getting multiplayer? Like, why Why of all games would these two get it? I, I mean, it's the only two real big games of CD Projekt Red, so they really don't got anything else to run on unless this new project they're looking at is going to be a multiplayer one, and maybe they're testing the waters with their current games. I don't know. As for the Cyberpunk thing, I could see it maybe doing something GTA-esque. Witcher, I'm really not sure. Witcher seems... Witcher is the much weirder of the two. Like, CD Pro- or not uh, cyberpunk. I could, I guess, I could see like basically just having the city and letting, letting, a, like, even if it's a small multiplayer, letting people into it to play some sort of sandbox together might be fun. I don't know though. Yeah, do up some like, co-op missions as like a crew in the cyberpunk universe. I don't know. Yeah, see, it just that seems weird. <laughs> I mean, it says gradually, so we'll see. CD Projekt Red will start moving through this stuff in 2022, more than likely. So we'll see, and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. We'll know again here in like a year. 
that is all the news for this week. So as for main talking points, as me and John have already said a couple times, um, TFT? <laughs> TFT yeah. has just been great. TFT is all I've been to. I Like, right when the set dropped, like, I had a video recommended to me on YouTube. And I was like, oh, I guess a new set got released or something. I went and looked up. I was like, oh, I guess it got released like two days ago or something. And then I've, that's pretty much all I've been doing is playing TFT. And then when other people hit me up to play something else, they're like, uh, like if Alex wants to play Halo or something, or then I'll jump on there for a few hours. And then I'm like, all right, back to TFT. Yeah, that's sort of where I've been. Because after last episode, when you mentioned the new set came out, I was like, oh, awesome. I'm going to play a mess with it. I've been playing at least like four or five games a night now. I yeah, mean, I've, seen, I've seen you just popping in uh, a little bit as as I've been on. Because if, if you haven't noticed, I'm always on. Yeah, you know, you're always on. And I've been messing with the set. And the set's really fun. The only thing I got to say, Yordles sort of suck. Well, you, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I have not get, yet seen a very good Yordles here. unless they get lucky draws or actually get items. Okay, you're going to get me going here. Yordles, you have it's a, a couple a couple things have to happen with Yordles. Yordles, you have to get in early. Like you you have to hit the three Yordles uh like in the first three minion rounds. Like you've got to be committed to it 2-1. And you have it's better if you've hit a Vex by then. Yeah, and, that's what I've noticed. If you don't get a Vex early, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, you you if you don't hit a vex, you're committing to a loss streak for the next like until like three five or something like that. Because by that point, you you could be strong. But yeah, it's like Yordles can be good. You gotta you gotta get in early, and you you kind of have to have the RNG on your side because if you can get uh if you can get all your three star Yordles up early enough. You're gonna be wind streaking for a while, or if you just hit the the like the Vex and Heimer, yeah. you should be good. See, yeah. I've yet to have any luck with Yordles. My main luck comes from either running Syndicate or really? Uh, hmm? really, yeah. I don't know why I have RNG for Syndicate, and I will run Syndicate Assassins or Syndicate Challenger and just demolish. Interesting. I haven't. I've had zero luck with Syndicate. Uh, for the first week or so, I was just spamming Chemtech over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much either top four or top towing every game uh, that I did it in. Uh, but then I, I was like, okay, I don't want to just be a Chemtech player. Uh, so I've I've been mixing it up. I've been I, I I try to rotate around like assassins and I've done some some challenger games. I'm, I'm also looking for my meme builds now because <laughs> the at least at the time at the time we're recording this, the, like the meta has base pretty much been established. Yeah, like there, there's your your like top end builds. There's the the kind of good a lot of the good reroll builds have been found. So I'm I'm at the kind of at the point in the set where I always get where I'm I'm looking for the meme stuff to actually win with, or at least take down some of the some of the top builds. Yeah, but 
like you said, this set's good because so far, like all of the all of the top builds kind of counter each other. There's nothing that kind of stands out as this is the best. It, it really is game. a nice set because as you were saying, like just about every build works because I don't mess with ranked like you and our buddy Matt does. But I mean, I just do normals and I see just about anything ran just about like, I'm always surprised when I see a pure anarchist team and I go, Oh, that shouldn't hurt. God, why am I dead? Yeah. No, like I said, I played one right before we recorded this. I got a, I got a second place. Uh, with a, it was a bruiser, bruiser twin shot mercenary game. Oh God. (laughs) And I was, I didn't necessarily have a plan as I was going into it. And then at the end, I kind of just, I, I hit a two, two star J's, two star chinks. And I was like, all right, well, let's go with this. And the rest of my team was just kind of. Like I had, I had three star gang plague and MF, but I did not have the items. I did not have near enough items for this team. Yeah, that's always the worst part when RNG gives you units but no items. Well, the other thing I've I've had to figure out a bit with the set is the augment system. Yeah, it's sort of weird. It's weird, and it's like there's are some that are just incredibly powerful. But then you, when I was, I had a period of time there where I was picking augments and then not building around them. Like I would pick like uh, specific ones for like academics mm-hmm. or arcanists and then not play that type of unit. See, I've had that happen a couple of times where, because like that first argument, unless you've already lucked out into some sort of build, you can see you're literally guessing for that one. It, it may be useful. It may be useless. I've I've kind of moved to the the tactic of just kind of picking generic ones or like generic ones that'll benefit my team regardless of what it is. Yeah, that's sort of I've started running too. I mean, one that I like to pick up every game if it pops up early is the Sunfire Board one. It's I mean, you can't really go wrong with it because especially that I mean, it especially like late game can can tech some monster. Yeah, and that'll help you out at least a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, one big thing that we actually got this week for TFT is their introduction to a character that's not actually in any of the games, Silico from uh, Arcane. They're going to be introducing to the set for the mid-season patch of TFT. I am so fucking excited for this. I'm going to be very curious because the article that they showed was really just announcing that he's going to be in TFT and showing off his animation. They didn't reveal what, if he's going to be, what tier he's going to be and what faction or whatnot i would guess he's probably gonna be a five tier i would assume so it would be honestly with him i'm a, i'm gonna say he's either a five cost or a one cost yeah i could see one cost yeah well it's because it's like either you're either gonna introduce a new new character to where everybody can see him or you're gonna put him in there and make him strong yeah because i mean as it was mentioned in the article this is a character that's literally just in the animation done by Riot and Netflix. So they're really just working off that and there is no real established gameplay mechanics for them. So I would lean more towards the five cost just to be able to have them a powerhouse and really stand out and give buffs and stuff for uh, just faction traits and things like that. Yeah, I could see that. I would, I, like I said, I'm very excited for this cause I've, 
I absolutely loved Silco's character in Arcane. Uh and I'm I'm excited now for like the mid-set patch cuz that's when he's supposed to drop. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I got from a lot of people saying once that was announced. I still haven't watched Arcane myself, but Silco's apparently a very well-done character throughout that entire series. Giving yourself a disservice by not watching that. I'm just going to say that now. I mean, I know I need to at some point, but man. I guess I could throw it on while I'm playing TFT. Oh. You do that, you'll you'll probably not be playing TFT. Probably not. But yeah, no, it's like that is that's exciting news because they did say in that article as well that with the introduction of a character not directly tied into that's right, yeah, right at the end of the article, the the, the characters from League that does open the door for other characters not from League itself to be brought into the game. Like the actual reference they used in it was bringing characters from outside Rune Terra. So yeah. that specifically makes me think of them possibly Valorant? That's what I was going to say. I would assume Valorant would be the play from there. Because I don't necessarily see them going outside of their own properties to bring anybody in. Not at this time, no, I wouldn't think so. I mean, the only other thing I can think of is if there's some characters or things from any of the Riot Forge stuff that haven't been announced yet, we might see later once that stuff comes out. Like stuff from... Um, the Dread King, and then there are other two new games they announced recently that will be coming out sometime next year. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they actually do with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, TF, this TFT set six has so far at least been been a lot of fun. It's one of the I didn't play set five at all, but. Uh, the last one I played was set four, and this one is much more enjoyable than set four. Yeah, no, Gadgets and Gizmos is very good. Um, so I'm curious to see how much it changes during mid-season, but we still got a week or so before that happens. Um, so let's keep, I'm going to kill the TFT talk because me and John will probably go on forever with build yeah. and stuff. But um, anything still I'll, going on with Halo Infinite? Yeah, I was going to briefly talk about Halo because uh, me and Alex did it. We have got the other couple nights to play some Halo and it's, that has been like I don't know if I said it before but it's like everything everything inside of the the match when you're playing Halo mm-hmm. is fantastic. It's everything outside of the match that's a mess. <laughs> uh, and Like UI the, systems and stuff like that? Well, the, the menu system's kind of kind of weird like i don't know the the menu system the battle pass and unlock system is is horrible uh that sucks like because i know last time you said the battle pass for freebies was absolutely trash well the uh, the annoying thing about it is the even the stuff that you unlock like if you unlock a new uh like visor color or a new color for your uh like your the core it only unlocks it for that armor type. Uh, so, like, there's different armor cores. So you have, like, your default Spartan, like, your Mark IV or whatever it is. And then, like, the additional ones that you could buy or, like, the one that you, they had a free event running and there was, like, a samurai armor you could get for, like, for free. Okay. Which uh, the event I'm going to talk about in a minute because 
while the matches were fun and the fiesta was fun, the challenge system is I I hate the way the challenge system is done in this game. They the battle pass they fixed a little bit, like you get for the first six matches of the day, you get massive increased experience just for playing the game now. Okay. Which is a they tacking that on like it's like here we're listening to you. It's like no, you just made it shit in the first place. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But like their event, the event was its own little battle pass, and it's free. You don't have to pay anything for it, and you do unlock a new armor core, which is the samurai armor. Uh, and you unlock it early at level four, and all you have to do to comp- like go up a tier in the challenge battle pass is to complete. Uh, one of the challenges associated with it. The okay. problem with that is if you're not playing and completing like 20 challenges uh, a week or something, like if you're jumping on for two hours in the evening and play a couple games, you're never going to complete it because we played, it's like we were playing and the challenges for the event take it like they get incorporated into your weekly challenges which if you pay for the battle pass you get four challenges you can do at a certain time or at each time oh so, so you be, can only have a certain active you, challenges you can only have four active weekly challenges wow. and and the event challenges uh like when you complete a challenge yeah. it randomly draws either a weekly challenge or an event challenge and me and Alex started playing at the same time, like the same time uh, during the event. And I'm pretty, he's like probably still like six event levels ahead of me because he was getting event challenges and I was getting big team battle challenges. That sucks. Which, which you can, uh, I believe you can pay to get challenge swaps so that you could just get a new random challenge, but that's, it's still Not, random. It's it's still a random one, so it's like you you have to either just swap challenges around or get taken away from the modes you want to play to hopefully get a draw at the the next event challenge. Now they may be trying to fix this at some point, but it's frustrating for the time being. Yeah, no, that definitely sucks. I mean. I'm curious why they even thought of that, because most games, especially multiplayer ones, standardly just hey, here's a bunch of missions, they're all active, go for it. Very few nowadays go, hey, here's a bunch of challenges, here's a board you can choose to activate them, but we'll let you choose. But the fact they add a RNG to it is just, like, why? Or it's, it's not even necessarily, like, the RNG aspect of it. It's the limit of challenges that you can do at a time. Which is, it's like, if you could just change the challenges and have them all active for the week... And instead of having it be like kill one Spartan with a mauler or a uh, mangler in PvP or get three kills with it, change it to 20 or 50 and just have it where you can do every challenge at the same time. Have them all active. That way you're not hunting down specific modes. Because it's like right now, it's like if you have to have, like if you need to have oddball time as one of your challenges. Currently, it's just random what game mode you get. So you might not get oddball. Or you need sword kills, well I hope you 
it's like hope you find a or you get a map that uh it's a sword spawn and it's not replaced by the hammer on this map but it's it's a frustrating system but like i've said it's like that's the annoying fact of it the gameplay itself everything inside of the match plays fantastic it's it's the surrounding of it that's annoying yeah that does sort of sound like it sucks because i mean yeah, that having those challenges and have, if I was actually focusing on challenges and not just wanting to play, that would sort of kill my mood a little of me having to go find, wait for a specific map, specific game mode, and then having to do that to try and get it done versus just being able to play. That'd make it a lot more frustrating. Well, it's like the thing the thing that really set me off with it was we were trying to we wanted to play the event. And then it's like that's when we realized, oh, we gotta we have challenges associated with this to get that armor. And I had to, I think I had to complete like five, five or six different challenges uh, just to get the draw of an additional challenge for the game mode so I could go play that. And it it was like, I kept getting like big team battle ones or get, or like go on a killing frenzy or some shit like that. So it's like. We we were trying to play the event, and it's like, okay, do you mind if we go play some big team battle real quick? I gotta go, I gotta go play one, and then win one, and then capture a flag. So let's go do that for the next three matches until we try to win one. And it's like, okay, we did that. Oh, hey, I have a couple of these now. Let's go. It's like, oh, I have one to kill ten Spartans. Now I have one to kill twenty Spartans in that event mode. Let's go do that. Played one match. Okay, that's done now. Oh, back to big team battle. Yeah, I feel like that sort of kills your event if you're, for people who are actually trying to do the battle pass, maybe not necessarily for people who just don't care and want to play the event, but that, yeah, that would sort of kill it, having to yeah. switch back and forth. Yeah, like I said, that's just, that's the only thing that was annoying me about it. That's that's my update complaints about the, uh, the systems around the game, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, at hope. least the game's still good. Yeah, the game itself is good, and the gameplay will. I'll, I'll. It's like I'm staying for the gameplay right now, but it's like it's one of those where it's like hopefully, hopefully, uh, in the next couple of days when we hit like the what was supposed to be the official release date, some of these systems change, mm-hmm. and if not, then hopefully they change them soon. Uh, because right now, right now, people seem to be frustrated by it. Yeah, I can definitely see that, but I mean. If you just want to play the game, go for it, I guess, is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like, the event thing was annoying because it, it's limited availability. Like, it shows up for a few days. You got to play You gotta play during that period to, to get the challenges done if you want all the cosmetics for that armor and not you don't want to buy them is kind of what it boils down to. Uh, but, yeah. It's like, if... If you're not worried about that and you just want to play the game, like I said, gameplay's great. Once you're in a match, no, it's like I got no complaints. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good to hear. But I um, do want to touch on one thing that we missed, skipped on last week just because none of us had a chance. Have you touched Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl at all last week? I've watched the 17 minute speedruns. <laughs> Is there really that quick of speedruns of it? Yeah. There's. Have you not said, oh, I haven't been, I've been sending those to Alex, not you. Dang. Yeah, no, you beat the game in 17 minutes. 
See, the only the only real video I saw of it was a uh, small ant. Uh, one of creators I like watching now, watching his cl- completing the Pokedex in th- within 24 hours. Oh yeah, if if you haven't seen it, he did a he did a good uh, video showing the breakdown of how how you beat the game in 17 minutes, as well. Dang, is but the yeah, Elite no, Four just open? <laughs> you can you can entirely skip everything. There's one one required battle. Wow. But yeah, no, it's uh I. Uh, I I started seeing some of the speed runs. Like, or I think the first speed run was like fifty three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that used some of the glitches, and then they just kept finding more and more. And I, I, it's like I found them from. I don't. It's like I don't know how active he is, but I just I noticed uh one of the one of the Pokemon speedrunners I used to watch Worcester started uh he started just posting more videos about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl recently showing, and it was like, first speed run under an hour, and I was like, wait, what's happening? Oh, and it was like, every few hours, he would just post a, a shorter time. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening here? Well, I mean, I guess that's good to know for anyone who just wants to real quick play it and say, hey, I've beat these games now. Um, well, Other was- than that, I haven't seen much, so I was, I was interested to hear, because uh, had had you played the original games? No, I actually had never touched Gen Four before. Yeah, so I was interested to hear what your take on Gen Four was. I mean, I've picked up Brilliant Diamond, and I mean, I've enjoyed it. It's a Pokemon game. Um, because I haven't played Gen Four before, um, I don't get as much of the complaints as everyone who I guess is super mad it's not platinum. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've been overly enjoying it. It's been a bit different for me just because it's a gen I've never touched and just figuring, trying to figure stuff out. And I've never watched anything on it before. And the most I knew about Gen 4 was its starters. And that's pretty much it. So it is a different experience for me because it's just a blind Gen 4 run for me. I don't know what I, where things are, where I actually need to go, or what any of the gym leaders have, or even the Elite Four, other than Cynthia. Uh, just because Cynthia is a character a lot of people attach to, apparently. Original Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Start a choice. Um, I mean, I sort of get why a lot of people are saying it's the weakest games, though. Because, I mean, I've been having fun with it just because I've never played it before. But I do at times feel like there's something missing. And... Uh, I mean, it's overall enjoyable, but at the same time, I'm just like, I feel like this is just a bit too easy compared to what I was used to. Because, like, even, like, when I started playing it and I saw that all my Pokemon were getting XP for one catching Pokemon, which was different for me, and then just some battles in general, I was like, oh, so much for XP share. Yeah, that's that's the new age, like, new age Pokemon mechanics for you. Always XP share, always, and getting it on the catch. yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's different. Was was that in Sword and Shield? Because I don't really rec- remember if it was or not. Uh, I think the EXP share, and you might have gotten them for catch. That Those mechanics really came into play uh, with Let's Play. Okay. And then they've just, it's like that's kind of carried on from there. Gotcha. Because I was trying to think about it, and I was just like, I don't remember Sword and Shield having that, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention. 
Yeah, from from sixth gen is I think when they had the the option for the exp share for all pokemon mm-hmm. but i i believe in sword and shield and in sixth gen you could turn it on and off but you can't in this this generation or this new game okay i mean overall for me it's fun i know a lot of people online have been mad because it's not they didn't bring in any of the things from platinum that made those games better back in the day um but all i can say is i'm not know why people were surprised we even reported on an earlier episode that they said it was going to be a faithful remake. So it was going to be Diamond and Pearl. This is what you got. Yeah, I, I will say I've, I've watched... I did watch, I remembered, what, like, uh, one other video uh, on it, which was... It's it's interesting to see that it's like... Because after hearing faithful remake, uh, seeing seeing, like, some of the trainers have... Like their Pokemon just having moves that they would not know back and forth, yeah. gen. and I just uh, looking at that, going, okay, yeah. I mean, faithful remake, but they've all got the updated move sets and everything. So that's that's a weird thing to see for what's supposed to be fourth gen. See, I did not know about that just because after third gen, I really didn't touch anything again until Sword and Shield. I don't know why. I just lost interest in Pokemon for some reason. Um, so, I mean, that's interesting to know, um, but not like I would be able to tell what's fortune moves and what is it at this point. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to continue my playthrough. I'm only a partial way in cause I've been distracted by TFT. I'll finish it at some point, but I will be curious to see how it goes, um, and see where things are. I'll be curious to see cause so far they've done it for each generation. I wonder how long it'll be till we get a gen five remake. Uh, if, if they do one of those, it'll be a few more years. But that I would probably be more excited about than fourth gen. Because what? That's black and white, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which? Uh, I've I you know I've made fun of those gens a lot before I played them. Like fifth gen, mm-hmm. made fun of it a lot because the Pokemon design choices in that generation were weird. Were questionable but at man, the times. But man, is it not? Is it not one of the better gens? That's what I hear. Because, like, actually when I started playing Diamond and Pearl, I was just like, so this is fourth gen. I was like, what orders do the game go in? I was like, I think Black and White's next. Then I went Sun and Moon. I was like, that's not right. And for the longest time, I could not remember what was in between Sun and Moon and Black and White. (laughs) I completely forgot about X and Y. (laughs) Yeah, no, because kind of like what you said, uh, after, after third gen, I... I kind of bounced out of Pokemon for a while, got back in with X and Y, and then I went back and I've I've played, uh, I think all of the games that I had missed I had missed up to, up to where we're currently at. I I haven't picked up Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. I almost I almost ended up picking them up and then kind of decided against them. Like I don't I don't think I need these at this time. Yeah, it's like it's. I, it was when I had seen one of those videos that I was like, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I do want this. And I sat there for a minute. And I went, I don't think I do though. It's just fourth gen. <laughs> um, I mean, it does bring up a question though. I mean, I've been enjoying the remaster of four, so it does make me actually a little looking forward to, uh, Legends of Ar- Arceus, Arceus, 
I forget how uh, to pronounce it. it. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus, which will be coming out in January? I think it's supposed to be January, and yeah, that's that's the game I'm excited for. Like, kudos to the people that were were excited for the Gen 4 remakes. Hope, they're ha- hope they had the fun that they wanted with them. But, yeah, Legends is where I'm... I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what this breath of Pokemon-esque type game is going to be with all these very dark Pokemon and open map-ish. Seeing as they yeah. revealed it's just a map and not a world. Yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be a lot more interesting, in my opinion. Get a get something a little different. Yeah, it'll be fun. We only got about a month and a half left to wait for that, then we'll be able to talk about that and gush or complain, depending on how that turns out. But one thing that we are hearing that's going to be coming out in 2022, via Bloomberg, Sony is planning, for sure now, a subscription service to combat Game Pass. And so far, what we got is it's to launch in spring of 2022. It's going to have a three-tier service that will merge PS Now and PS Plus. Tier 1 is... Pretty much just going to be our current PS Plus that people have now. Uh, tier 2 going up is going to be a collection of PS4 games. So it's going to be the PS Plus plus PS Now in one deal. And then Tier 3 is going to have those two plus a catalog of PS1, PS2, and PS3 games. All in this nice big old bundle for people. And supposedly on release, it's going to have 100 plus PS1 games will be available at launch. PS2 games are going to be coming later in the catalog, and then PS3 are still to be determined of when they will be actually released for this bundle. So, if you buy the Tier 3 starting out, it looks like, unless you see a lot of PS1 games you want to play, you might want to hold off on it, at least for, like, the PS2 stuff comes out, maybe PS3, depending on what you're looking and wanting to play. And then... No new Sony titles will launch on the service day one like Game Pass, which is a slight disappointment. Yeah, a couple things with this. It's like Tier 1, just basically the PS Plus that we have. Mm -hmm. As long as they don't change my pricing for it, I'll be happy. Uh, And then the fact that no, no day one for new games is a bit of a disappointment. That is going to be a bit of a disappointment, seeing as it's apparently everything we've seen, even when this was in rumor mill for us a couple weeks, that it was being marketed as a competitor for Game Pass. And one of Game Pass's biggest things is new games, day one, let's play. And then PlayStation is just doing a giant catalog of their games versus new games. And the the way Sony kind of operates with things like this... It's, it begs the question of how long do they want to wait for a game to actually move to that service? That will be okay. a good question as well. I mean, with Sony right now, I would probably guess several months. Yeah, it's like several months at a minimum is what I would say. Because it's like they're not gonna they're not gonna give it like. Be, release a game and be like, all right, it's been four months, throw it on there now. Because at that point, it's like, well, I mean, if it was something that I... Cause that's part of the greatness about Game Pass, too, is the fact that they put they basically put everything on there. Yeah. It, it's like, 
a, a game you may have seen and been like, oh, okay, uh, I wanted the that came out recently. I guess I'll go ahead and jump on it and try it out because it's there and it's like it's been there since it came out for most of these. Yeah, uh, that that is sort of a n- nice point above for Game Pass at least starting out initially. From what information we have, is just they do have that cataloging newer games that are out on Game Pass within, if not the first day, within like a month usually. For yeah, a lot, I, for pretty much all the big name games that are on Xbox, usually, um, the only exceptions are some few titles that cross over and whatnot that are I new. Think, but for the most part, like even the Yakuza games, as soon as they finally got into other platforms, they got on the Game Pass real quick as well. Yeah, I I think for for wanting something to compete with Game Pass, I mean this will be this will be decent because it's going to bring a lot of the older games into yes. it. It, I guess a lot of that's going to depend on what the pricing between the different tiers is, how much people go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as wanting a competitor to Game Pass, just bringing it back to the day, no day one, that's where I feel like they've kind of missed the mark because Game Pass, it's like Microsoft drives sales with Game Pass from putting their big games on their day one. Yeah, like you may think, okay, well, they're paying. It's like they might be paying fifteen dollars a month for it, but it's like they they'll be paying fifteen dollars to play the game rather than sixty or seventy dollars to play the game. But at the same time, since it, even if they got it for like it was like, oh, I'll get Game Pass for this one big release, they're not gonna stop once they see what's in there. Yeah, like, no. Well, you see the catalog of games, it's like you're like, well, shit, I might as well just keep this with how many games are in there. And then next thing you know, you've had Game Pass for a year and a half, and you've paid way more than that one game you wanted to play. And I mean, to be and, fair, I mean, Game Pass does eventually take some games off, but it's usually games that have been sitting on there for usually at least a year, year and a half, or just yeah. games that no one's really touching anymore. So, I mean, and, it is a good... Bargain, and the other thing with Game Pass that really, at this point in time, seems like it's going to put it over the new PlayStation one is the f- whole Microsoft thing of cross-play. And that if you have Game Pass, you have all these games on console, and you have it on PC. Whereas at uh, Sony at this point, we are still believe they may make a PC launcher at some point, but there's still no actual concrete news of that right now. So it's only on your PlayStation. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think the biggest thing with this three-tier system is is going to end up being driven down by price point because the difference between just basically getting the PlayStation that we have now and then uh, like uh, it's a we we've got here a good collection of PS4 and PS5 games depending on what what games are actually on there is it going to be worth going to tier two and then like having tier three be all of the older games? I don't know. I almost feel like that should, should be reversed where you have the, the current or in like past just last generation consoles be the, the higher tier and let everybody play their, their old nostalgia games in tier two. I feel like that would drive the sales better. I feel like you're right as well, but I can see the other point of nostalgia factor because look at Nintendo Switch online thing. They got this 64 stuff at a higher just because 
I mean, it technically is the newer compared to the NES stuff that's on the lower tier, but I mean, it's also 64 at least for people around our gen- generation, and I think the generation after us, to have a lot of nostalgia with 64 games. So they could definitely milk that more with Nintendo. And I feel like so the same way with Sony is PS1 through 3 games, they can get a lot of people just getting it for nostalgia factor and the fact that a lot of those games are nigh impossible to find at this point, or if you can find it, some of them are stupidly expensive. Why? Because nobody's making them. Yeah, I I see your point there. I I guess the difference between like Sony Sony with the the way they have it, and Nintendo Nintendo's just shameless about it. Yeah, Nintendo's just outright shameless about it. And, Sony's and more, just, more or less like, well, there's these tiers, and you get all these sets in this bundle. Yeah, where Nintendo's just like, you're going to pay it, give us the money, and have fun. This is like your eighth time buying it. Just do it again. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do like seeing the Nintendo, or not Nintendo, the Sony the Sony service coming in. Hopefully, hopefully it, this ends up being better than it looks on paper right now. Because on paper, it looks it looks decent, but not anything special. I hope it is too, because I mean, at one point... Uh, PS Now, I usually actually used to have PS Now on the PS3 era, which actually had a decent catalog of PS2 and PS1 games, but with PS4, that catalog slightly disappeared. I don't know what happened. They mostly went just to PS3 and some PS2 games, and like a spursing of PS1. But the, the main thing that really hurt, and it may have just been my internet at the time, was just like the stream rate of it was just not great. And sometimes I would just get cut off just because either servers being wonky or my internet was crap. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing that they would have to have with this service is the ability to just let us download the game rather than stream the game. Like they like to do with PS Now and stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe maybe that's the change they're going for with it is like once you have, once you move up a tier, we let you download the games. Because as it stands right now, does anybody have PS Now at this point? I I'm a sh- I assume somebody does. I know somebody I don't. Got it out there, but it's like they they must because you would assume Sony's got this. They're having to hold the server space for these this collection to be able to stream it to people. It's like why do that? You're already you're already going at your attempt to copy Game Pass. Just go the extra step. Let us download the game. I mean, hopefully they do, because that would make it a lot better and probably would push people a little bit more into paying that higher price for Tier 3. If it does stay streaming and the streaming for it's not great, I could definitely see that hindering them. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all we really got this week. You got anything you want to add on or anything, John? Uh, I don't think I got anything this week uh, or to add on here. Uh. Oh, I just thought of one thing. One thing that I want to shout out just because I love this series and it's a shameless plug. Um, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires is coming out in February. Um, I'm personally looking forward to that because Dynasty Warriors 9 was sort of a crapshoot when they did their open world. But during the entire time I'm playing, I was just like, this is sort of boring, but it would work for Empires. And now I'm going to get a nice open world Dynasty Warriors game where I can just go around recruiting people and taking over castles. You know, and I'll let you have fun with that one then. 
<laughs> I said it was a shameless plug. I know nobody in our group besides me that joins Dynasty Warriors and that crap from Koei Tecmo. I don't know, but you know, I I like the idea of it. It's never it's never been something I've been able to get into. But you know what? You enjoy it, you do you, man. <laughs> well, if we got nothing else, I am going to say we're gonna close out here. Um if you like the show, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you are watching this on YouTube and you've enjoyed just John and me work our way through this without Alex, leave a comment so we know to kick out Alex more so we can make this better than any other episode. And hit that subscribe and let us know. And if you actually want to know when we upload stuff, like this episode, Animan News, Animan, if we ever get those talking about movies and stuff episodes out, you can hit the bell. It'll let you know whenever something pops up. And you can do that at youtube.com slash sparky3. You got any final words, John? Nope. Just, uh, guess I'll, I'll see you guys on Thursday for the, uh, for the game awards. Yep. Got Thursday again. That's going to be Thursday. We're going to be doing that at our YouTube channel. And we're going to be starting about 630 Central Standard Time for anyone who wants to join us. All right. And that's going to be all. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.